Welcome to All New, the show where we explore emerging social innovations and chat with social innovators. I'm your host, Daniel Weinsberg. We've discussed this a few times on the show now about how our current bevy of problems are essentially problems of abundance, not absence. Too much, not too little. And when it comes to housing, this remains true. And this likely flies in the face of much of the narrative that we understand about the housing crisis and the need to build. But the challenges we face in the housing space is not an imbalance of housing supply and demand, but a gross misallocation of our housing resources. How many homes do you have? I have two. How many empty rooms are there in your home or homes? How many empty rooms are there on your street? In your city? Research on the, into these questions show that we have exponentially more empty rooms in our cities than we have individuals needing a room in our cities. So you map this onto the fact that there's a growing elderly population, the silver tsunami, with low to high needs of support. Everything from grocery shopping to companionship to home care services. Many of these seniors find themselves home rich, but cash poor. So between the abundance of rooms and the growing needs of the people in those homes, an elegant win-win-win solution is emerging. Home shares. Today, I sit down with the founder of Share California, an organization that matches individuals needing housing with housed seniors needing varying degrees of support. Share uses high-tech and high-touch to ensure that their matches are perfectly placed. Share has a shockingly nimble approach and a high rate of success. More on how Share is preventing homelessness and shoring up the broken housing supply chain plaguing our communities now. I present Amy Appleton, founder of Share California. SHARE is an acronym that stands for Shared Housing and Resource Exchange. So basically what we're creating is shared housing, utilizing empty bedrooms throughout Sonoma County. And um, so, you know, if somebody, there, there's different types of structure, structures of the shared housing that we create, the home sharing. Um, traditionally, when I started, it was mostly renting exchange where somebody would rent a room. And what has happened because of the population that we work with, the providers who have that empty bedroom, they're traditionally typically 65 years or older. And now more than ever, in order to keep them home so that they remain home safely and age in place, then in order to, for them to do that, they need some services and oftentimes cannot afford a caregiving agency or you know that type of thing. So um, we will do a service exchange where somebody moves in, does not pay rent, and in exchange for that value of the bedroom, then they provide X, Y, and Z 
and typically it's 15 hours a week. So that equates to a $750 valued bedroom, if that makes sense. And so why are you dedicating your, your time and energy to this, to solving this problem? So I started, I actually started the home share program. I was hired at COTS, Committee on the Shelterless Mary Isaac Center back in 2010. And the executive director at that time, you know, the economy was flip-flopped upside down. And he had read about this and was thinking for Sonoma County as a way for owner, homeowners to keep their homes, not go into foreclosure um, or bankruptcy, that they could generate some additional income or in, income into their household if they had an empty bedroom. So that's how it all started for me. So I was hired and um, was immediately was uh, put into contact with who has become my mentor, Laura Finucci, with Hip Housing in San Mateo. They have a home share program that's been in place since the 70s. And so that's how it all started. Within three months, I was matching people and that was a 2010, it soon became a home share with care type of model, simply because, and maybe it's because I have an affinity for the aging population, that's possible, um, but that's what happened. I really, to this day, can't explain how it evolved that way, but that's how it evolved. And then our funding went away, and I, I managed three other programs for cuts, during that time and beyond the SHARE program. And it was a very sad day that we had to call all of our matches at that point. I think I had, you know, maybe 60 or so. And to say, we can't, we're discontinuing the program. And I was really passionate about it. So I lasted with, I, I was with COTS for a while longer, went on to other things. And then in 2014, I was contacted by the Area Agency Advisory Board. They were informally meeting about, you know, we've got this housing problem. What, what would, so one of the folks that was attending that started calling me, pumping me for information about home sharing. And I actually, at that point, had taken a hiatus, was trying to figure out what was going to be my next my next job, my next role. You know, I, I, I like to start things, and so I just wasn't going to go at work for somebody. I needed to have, and I fortunately had the wherewithal that I, I could take some time off, and I did. So I started getting, it was very organic how it happened. So I started attending these meetings, and by July of 2014, I said, screw it. I'm just going to start it. And so I went literally August 1 of that year. I started SHARE, and I called it, and I called it SHARE. A friend of mine who works for Loyola Marymount, um, she's a director down there, and she said, Amy, you got to call it share. And so it was easy. I was like, yeah, of course it's share. And so shared housing and resource exchange came about at that time. And I actually called it initially share of Sonoma County and immediately started calling people. I was doing matches within 30 days, okay? And this was all on my own dime, out of my house. And what I realized that when I was calling people to say, this is Amy of Sheriff 
of, of Sheriff Sonoma County, people thought I was saying sheriff. And so I, that actually became a screaming tool for me for some people. They were nervous that the sheriff was calling. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I just like share Sonoma County. And so from there, um, that's how it all evolved. And the need, is, you know, the need is there. We're mostly working with those in order to keep them aging in place in their homes, not to have to go to a long-term care facility. That's really our goal. And it's such an elegant solution. One of the curiosities I've had as I've watched the, your uh, program grow is, is there any understanding of the number of empty rooms in Sonoma County? Yeah. I mean, I, I actually have done from the U.S. Census, mm -hmm. um, based on those who are 65 and older, who are individuals who have a home, I can conservatively say that there's 60,000 empty bedrooms. And that's conservative. And that's, that's conservative. Um, and, you know, it, there, there are, that, that's housing, you know. And we're actually, you know, our, some of our, our home providers are those who are providing the housing. They have that empty bedroom. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an empty bedroom. It could be a granny unit on their property. It could be accessory dwelling unit, a, a junior accessory, something. Um, you know, there's all different types of housing configurations that are that that are being presented to us. And sometimes we actually match people into their own unit, their own apartment, based on some opportunities. So we have a fantastic provider in Sebastopol who has, he's a, he's an, a home, he has many properties. So anytime he has an empty unit or, you know, two bedroom unit or whatever, he now has given those to share to fill. Um, and so we've got several of those types of things going on. And the other type of share that we create are what we call community houses where the owner doesn't live there, but they give us the house to basically manage. And so I've got a, a brilliant one that's been intact in since 2015. It's a six bedroom home in the East Cataluma. And I've got six women there. They've all come from the shelter. The majority of them have been there since 2015. And then we actually have, we're gonna have an empty bedroom within that um, housing configuration soon and it's 650 a month you know but it, you gotta want to be around community it, and it, this is a palpable community because two of the folks are they're you know they don't work they're seniors they don't drive so others within the household you know there's a wonderful community that's developed they help each other and so that's that's it's a beautiful process it's beautiful to watch and so how have you configured this matching engine? I imagine at first it was just maybe you and a check sheet and vibing people out, but now you are housing an impressive number of people. So is it automated or how are you connecting the need? So we have one of the folks who works for with me, her name is Indigo Perry. Um, several of us came from COT. So uh, we've got six in our on our team at this point. Uh, that are actually employees, whether part-time, full-time. Three of us came from COTS. 
Indigo, um, we were able to get some funding that would create a database. It's through Salesforce. And we have made, we have this amazing database that Indigo has been managing and continues to manage, but she helped with the development of it. I mean, we were grateful to have this funding. So what we're able to do is everyone is inputted as soon as we get that initial call coming in to share that they're put into the system and there, you know, there's a process around it, but we're able to actually match within the Salesforce database mechanism based on criteria. It, it, that, the, the matching happens because of the personalities or our or the specialist intuition but 95% of the characteristics of each person involved can be matched based on criteria. So location, do you, you want a male, female, do you have a dog, are you, you know, all of those smoking, non-smoking, if you're a service, if you're needing services, do you need someone who can drive you a car? I mean, all that stuff's, comes into play and can easily be um, created through Salesforce. And we have um, one of the mechanisms we have, are, it's tier one through five. So provider, we, 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 and the seeker, we measure them by tiers. So if you're tier one provider or seeker, that means you just need someone at nighttime. It's very simple. And then they graduate up to a tier five, which is you've got someone who, needs transferring or you know needs some really specialized services um, in order for them to remain home so so we we can we can actually just by tier one through five create a match potential or candidates for a provider based on that person's criteria and so it sounds like this is one tool that you've used to help uh, share really house an impressive number of people in a really short amount of time and the need is growing faster than it seems communities can meet the need. So how do you think communities can begin scaling nimble, innovative models like SHARE? And in, and in fact, it actually is, Daniel. There's tons of home share pro programs popping up all over the, the country. And I'm getting, um, I, I get at least one call, one or two calls a month from a new age, you know, new, new, person that's saying, I'm starting this in Colorado. I just have someone in Sacramento actually that wants to create a program, but they've been kind of stymied because of the pandemic. Um, I'm on the board, I'm a board member of the Na National Shared Housing Resource Center. And that is sort of an umbrella, uh, which is actually managed by my mentor at HIP Housing in San Mateo. And so on that, on that uh, website, you can see all the different um, um, home share programs that are, you know, around the country. And if they want to get involved with the organization, what we're trying to accomplish is to actually start doing more legislation around home sharing. You know, for California, there's a lot going on in California, which I'm involved in. Um, but, but. But that's that's how it's. I mean, there's just many home share programs that are popping up all over. 
It seems so, like the yeah. quickest way to solve the housing problem in kind of a, an unwritten narrative. We hear it a lot about needing to build more units and more density. But if we've got 60,000 unoccupied homes, it's really a supply management challenge that you are all helping better connect. Yeah, and our and our you know traditionally our providers have been older, but we're now starting to to do younger. You know, we're we've we're uh, working with any age that needs housing. We've got um, one of our housing um, opportunity that just happened. She moved in on Friday of last week, and she has a Section Eight two bedroom voucher, which we we were able to utilize in for the county. And she moved into a two-bedroom little farmhouse that's owned by this fellow I mentioned that who's been really generous with us as far as allowing us to place people into his housing units. Um, we've done two within the last uh, month and a half through him based on getting folks, you know, into housing. Um, so, so it's it's it, it's changing. It's evolved. You know, share is evolving as well. We're we're meeting the need where it is. So every single match that comes in, you know, that we do is different, unique. I kid you not. Every single one, and we have done hundreds, and every single one of them is unique and different because you're dealing with people and there's their specific requirements, you know. So it's pretty fascinating and it's it's a beautiful process. And you've been a part of this type of work for over a decade, it sounds like. Are you noticing a change in the, the general population, any trend in who is homeless, who is seeking housing? Well, a large part of what we do, so some of the funding that we receive is through Community Development Commission for Sonoma County. And the reason we have that funding is because we're preventing homelessness. And a lot of the folks that come to us when they finally hear about us have 30 days or less than 30 days. They may have been in a, an apartment unit for 15 years. Then they just finally can no longer provide that, sustain that rent that, that's been increasing over time. And so we're getting a lot of folks that come to us who literally are this close to homelessness. Never even, you know, can't, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've heard, I can't believe I'm in this situation. So we've got so, our, the population that we work with is extremely or low income status for those who are looking for housing. So their social security, their SSDI or uh, SSI, you know, the average income is $1,000 a month. That's mostly who we serve. That's 80% of our seekers, those who are looking for housing. That's the average of what we're serving. And so you can't, you know, even at 50%, to pay $500 for a room, you can't even do that anymore if you just purely buy, you know, renting a room. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's really problematic in Sonoma County, but it's just everywhere. And so, the, yeah. So what, what surprised you about this work? Pleasantly surprised you. Um, to, to, to be involved, you, you get really involved with each person. 
it's a very personal experience and it's it's when people come to us they're kind of desperate they're at they're really desperate they're freaked out they're scared and we help them through that process we see them get beyond that get them stable again and then to see them go on their way and and, and then you know so it's surprising to me it's funny because i um i you know we do we do all of this work and i i at some point you don't even need a thank you what you, you what you know when you've not done a good a good job well done is that when they don't call you anymore that they're now stable they're fine um you know but it's a very very personal process and i i'm sometimes amazed at how people because they're in their circumstance and they don't really have any other recourse how how they open up and and you know allow us into their life you know emotionally so it's a it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful process and it is it I, sometimes i am surprised at just how you know people because it's so personal and intimate and and how vulnerable you know it's heartbreaking honestly yeah so. and I always, you know, really hold a lot of gratitude for the folks who are working at organizations like SHARE and starting organizations like that because it can be often thankless. So I'm always curious about what's what's keeping the hope alive even during these seemingly Sisyphean efforts to stem the tide of homelessness where macroeconomic trends are driving it to this localized responses. One uh, stat I came across in preparing for this conversation was that uh, the poverty rate in the U.S. has hovered around 12% for the last 40 years. And this is, you know, through all the different administrations, through all these different organizations, using, you know, ev the best evidence-based practice of the time to respond to the need, yet it re remains around 12%. So wh why do you think this is such an intractable problem in the U.S.? I mean, you know, people, well, right now it's, you can't even really, you know, cause it's so crazy out there. Um, but when you, what I, what I see with the folks that we work with mostly who are looking for housing, they really didn't prepare well for retirement. Um, you know, the, the, and just can't afford, if you want to live in Sonoma County, you know, it's, 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 it's not, it's an expensive county to live in. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we're seeing is that we just, we just have folks who like, I can't believe I'm in this position. You know, we have some folks who really never collected social security or, or paid into it because they were getting under the table or, you know, different things. So just not prepared. So this is this is really you know a solution. Um, if if someone has been on, you know, a, a, a list for pep housing, um, Burbank housing, 
the Section 8 is no longer existent, of course. So, but if you are on these lists, you know, it, it's a long time before you, your name can come up. And I have to share with you, I've got a, an interesting situation now with a, a woman who her name just came up on a list and we're madly trying to help to figure out how she can afford it, even though she should be able to afford it. Um, she, this, she's been on this list for four years with, with one of the nonprofits, housing nonprofits in Sonoma County, and, and she is absolutely not sure if she can do it. And we're gonna try to help her as much as we can and maybe get some other resources for her. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it's really hard to, and, and the, the unit that is, has been made available for her really goes for 400 a month. It's a couple of bedrooms and she literally on paper cannot afford it. She's a younger woman. She's in her thirties. Um, so I don't know, but, but it's, it's the housing thing is it's hard. It's, it's, it's expensive. And there's another story that you uh, you wanted to share about kind of a new direction that Cher is going in. Um, so some so one of the collaborations that we have is with um, Saves, and um, you know we work with all the different shelters and all the as much as we can and. We are part of, through Community Development Commission, the coordinated entry, which is, you know, when you're homeless, you go through that process. And traditionally, you know, with, with uh, the way, with now with the pandemic, community development emails everyone, all the service providers that receive funding each day to say, how many homeless beds, you know, how many, how many beds do you have set aside that are available for the homeless right now. And we're an, anom an anomaly because we don't work that way. So it's always been kind of interesting to fit share into this whole model, right? Because we don't set aside homeless beds. Um, what we do do is, you know, traditionally working with those who are um, close to homeless, you know, preventing homelessness or newly homeless, so those who have not had a shelter or a roof over their heads for years or for a long time, we're actually starting to get referrals from various agencies, in, including the CDC. We have a beautiful story with a gentleman who's a vet. Uh, he's been homeless for 10 plus, more than 10 years. And he just hadn't been able to get through the system properly. He was literally, literally lost in the system. And so by having eyes on him, and it, you know, it really it was a lot of work, but he now is in a home with his partner. Uh, I've received the referral from the CDC, Michael Gauss, and on a Monday afternoon and Friday, he, and he hadn't had housing in over 10 years, we had got him through the system with rapid rehousing dollars from West County Community Services. All of this collaboration happened and he was housed in, on Friday and we filed for his VA benefits and all this stuff happened to make it happen for him. Wow. He did not have the capacity to do it and he did not, he just needed 
someone to look at him and, and be an advocate. And we did that for him. And so I'm working with other agencies now. So we want to help, you know, those who have been without housing for a long time. There's, there's criteria around it for us because if they do move into someone's home and home share, well, then there has to be, you know, they have to, we have to be careful who we match because of the vulnerability of the, the person who's got that room. Um, but we really are, I'm excited about it because we are a solution for some, not for, not for many, but for some. And so that's a real distinct focus that we've, uh, we've branched out to recently and, and, and I'm excited about it. It's so, it is so needed, Amy, thank you. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's beautiful. What are some other innovative approaches to, to housing the precariously housed or the homeless that are proving effective that are exciting you outside of the shared model? Well, I mean, if we, if in Sonoma County, like the saves, you know, group, if we could get some tiny villages going, um, you know, and I love the way that St. Vincent de Paul with saves with the other, you know, some of the other agencies and how the county is stepping up those, you know, through Sonoma State and all of those things that are extremely temporary fixes, you know, those are only band-aids, they're not the solution. Um, saves we've been working um, um, we have been looking into if they can find some land if they can we can start creating these villages that they're trying to to, to create that they would use this the share model as far as the practices that we have in place you know to to create once you're in this community the there's some the, 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 how we match people, how we create these home shares could easily be transferred into working with if you have a village. So that would be something that SHARE would be working with some of the agencies, you know, down the road, especially SAVES. Uh, but it's all contingent on them receiving some land, getting some land in place. So. And so zooming out of, of Sonoma County and the homeless housing issue, um, I, I really perceive you in this cohort of social innovators, folks who are applying human-centered design, uh, modern tools and you know, human practices to solve civic social issues. So what advice do you have for other aspiring social innovators? The reason we're successful is because of collaboration. That's it. Um, I, one, one frustration that I've had in Sonoma County is I kind of have this visual of, you know, you have a plate of food and you have this issue that, that that's this plate of food and you have all this money that's poured in, poured in. And all it's doing is pushing the food around on the plate. You know, it doesn't, it's just, it's just the same problem. It doesn't really ever get resolved. And I, I, I feel that we could be stronger with, with our collaboration. And Daniel, actually, I have to say what, what you're doing is to, to, try to, to, to 
try to create this conversation is extremely important. You know, I've, I've spent too much time being involved in meetings and knowing it's a dead-end meeting because everyone's talking about the same thing, but nothing, there's never a resolution or answers or solution, you know, and, and maybe someone such as yourself is part of that process is to, you know, to really get people in and to say, what are we doing here? You know, how can we make, how can we fix this? All that's happening right now is not the actual fix. Land need, we need land. We have to figure out some land that in order so that these people who are homeless, who have been homeless for a long time, that they can actually have permanent housing that can be easily put together, you know, configured. But we just, we're still not getting the land. Um, you know, so, so that I, I yeah. I appreciate that. I, th I think it's only through collaboration that we're going to be able to solve any of these problems. And there's this interesting dynamic right now where most of our problems are problems of abundance. We have so much, but it's we're just not allocating the resources, right? Because we're not talking to one another. We're talking at one another or ignoring it because that feels like you're looking at my plate and this is my plate. Um, well, the other thing that I feel that that's frustrating for me is that I feel like there's certain people or agencies or whatever that are in the know and in, in, in Sonoma County that it, it's them versus us that they're doing what they're doing regardless you know of, of like really creating an open forum to, to get some solution and be innovative. I don't feel like uh, Sonoma County is doing that. I don't feel like we have that innovation. You know, there's money out there to 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 fix this. It's certain people. It's certain people um, that are involved, and it's always the same people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why I think you're you're such a fresh voice and fresh approach to the scene. And it's so needed, this injection of, of possibility, of new ideas, of applying some, some good technology to some good practice, business practices, and creating an impact really quickly. Yeah, that's the beauty about the Home Share program is it's immediate impact and so inexpensive. <laughs> and, you know, Daniel, our, our I'm sorry, our, um, our Home Shares, you know, they last. I mean, it's permanent housing. And our one one area that for us that's more and more and more now is our case management side. You know, in order to keep them successful, there's a lot of case management because um, you know we're doing more and more interesting, more challenging people. Um, it's 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 a fascinating process, but the case management piece is why our attrition rate will remain low is simply because we're ongoing 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 providing that support i love it a beautiful combination of high tech and high touch we need them both <laughs> so where, where can folks learn more about your work well the website is awesome um it's uh sharesonomacounty.org and they can uh, lynn is uh, the person who answers our well she actually doesn't answer we don't have a person 
but she manages and monitors our main phone number, which is 707-766-8800. Uh, and we do have office, but we don't actually have walk-ins. We don't welcome walk-ins. We like to have um, uh, appointments set up previous or in, in prior. So. We've had some interesting people show up. This, the office space that we have is mostly lawyers. And so we've had some interesting people come through the lobby. <laughs> so we've actually been a real breath of fresh air for this very steppy, stodgy office uh, building. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I don't want to keep you because I know how large your workload is, but are there any final words, calls to action before we let you go? Well, we are looking, you know, the, the, our, our bread and butter is basically providers. We're, look, we're always looking for that other, that next be empty bedroom, that next housing that's available. If there's an owner out there that would want to have us uh, manage a home for them, so, you know, that we could have three or four people uh, in there, or if somebody has an empty bedroom. So we're, that's, that's really our bread and butter is to generate more and more providers, so those who can provide some housing. SHARE is a case study in the type of creative solutions that individuals are forwarding to solve macro challenges that we face. What I love about these social innovators like Amy and the dozens of others who've come on the show is that they're undaunted by the systems or the hierarchies that folks like to blame for creating the current state of affairs. Instead, these social innovators size the problem down to something approachable, find possibilities that exist, and craft collaborative win-win solutions. We have enough rooms to house everybody. We have enough food to feed everybody. We have enough skills to serve everybody, and we have enough knowledge to share with all who need to know. What we lack is the connections and the collaborations that facilitate the matching of needs and know-how, the hopes with the haves. I hope throughout the discussions we've had on this season of Onward that you can begin to distill some of the approaches these social innovators are taking, whether it's in the decentralized finance space, the housing space, the health space, and begin applying them to the problems that you see, the solutions that you want to create a more safe, sustainable, and sane future. Thanks for tuning in to the Onward podcast. It's your support, it's your feedback, it's your comments, it's your suggestions that are really driving this show forth. So if you've got any comments, feedback, questions, suggestions, connections, you name it, feel free to get at me at dweinzveg at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Daniel Weinzweig, spelled the same way. If you're enjoying the show, give it a like on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Make a comment, share it with somebody you think could be inspired, turned on, informed by the conversations we have here. A little social engagement on this weird technology mainframe goes a long way. Before I go, I'd like to give a big shout out to my dear friend, Jay Lately. Jay Lately's music is the soundtrack to the Onward podcast. So if you dig the tunes that's behind the music, the, the intros, the transitions, that's all Jay Lately. Check him out on Spotify. He's been doing this work 
following his heart, inspiring folks with his poetry, his words, and his passion for over 10 years. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, onward and upward. <laughs>